Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA Podcast, Office Hours Edition. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Jenny. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. We're going to talk about discounting today. So we had a full episode of the podcast called Cheap that dives into this, but we wanted to give you all a more tactical approach to the topic of discounting and whether you should or should not be discounting, if so, or if not, how and why. So this is a quick and dirty little primer for you, those of you who have created online offerings and you're thinking about pricing or shifting your pricing strategies, that's what today's episode is going to dive into. Yeah, I think we see a lot the people that at some point get into a bit of a panic mode or a scarcity mode of like, my stuff isn't selling. And the first reaction of what people want to do, the first action they want to take is to discount. And we're saying, don't do that for a number of reasons. Yeah. And I mean, this is like the sister of the other issue that we see, which is initially pricing your products, programs and services far too low. So they sort of go hand in hand. There's like this for those of you who are brave enough to price them appropriately, then your reaction once you're not getting the sales you want is to discount them. But many people never even get there because they've simply priced them too low to begin with. True. So this is all kind of wrapped up in the same psychology. So we've, we want to talk about four reasons why we think discounting is dangerous and why we are not fans of it pretty much ever. So the first one, Sandy, that I was thinking we could talk about is the fact that customer acquisition cost is high and it seems to be getting higher, especially because uh, social media reaches down and the cost of things like Facebook ads are going up. So why don't we just explain to folks what, what CAC is? CAC or CAC is your customer acquisition cost. And so it is a term that I learned about mostly from the software world, but it can be applied to any industry, of course. It's just how much does it cost for you to get one new customer? And it's a good number to know because it's comes right off the bottom line, right? So for example, the easiest place to understand this is, is in a Facebook ad because it's all tracked and measured and you know exactly what it costs to get someone to click or to some, someone to convert. So that number is sometimes hard to figure out. You don't necessarily know exactly what your, your CAC is, but if you're able to track it, it's a smart number to know. Yeah, you can track it if you're using most online advertising platforms. Um, if you're using Google AdWords or promoted pens or Facebook ads or anything like that, you're going to be able, once you're spending money and getting acquiring new customers or having conversions um, into sales, you'll be able to figure that out. But you can do it yourself as well. I mean, you can think about... How much money do I put into a marketing budget in a particular month? And how much money do I get out in, in sales? Like that's the simplest reference point. You're obviously not accounting for the hours that you work and whatever wage you pay yourself. There's some nuance here, but you you should just know that overall in the industry that customer acquisition costs are going up for anything online as the internet becomes more crowded. And so because of that, starting to discount your products, programs, and services is a little bit dangerous because it's getting more and more expensive to get new people in into the door. So the second reason why we think that discounting is 
bad news is because of the race to the bottom. I don't think that any of us should be entering that race at all. I think discounting really harms your brand and what you stand for and how people are perceiving you. You look like a discount brand or you're always on sale. And so people are waiting for you for that, you know, that month or those weeks that you discount your products. If you want to play at a certain level that you need to stay with full price. Yeah. And we really do get into this race to the bottom issue far deeper in the episode called Cheap um, from a few months back. And the real truth here is that when you price yourself very inexpensively, you enter into the realm of products where people make buying decisions based strictly on price. Like you essentially become a commodity. And the only thing that makes you a different yoga teacher or you a different copywriter or you a different freelance photographer is the fact that your price is $2 less per shoot or per word or whatever, right? Like you don't want to ever be in a situation where the price is the is the main reason that somebody would choose you over another product. The next reason that we're going to talk about about why you don't want to, to cheapen yourself or discount yourself is it feeds into this. And that has to do with that you're, you're going to start attracting the wrong people. So not only is there this race to the bottom where everyone ends up having to charge less and less and less and less to get to the point where they're acquiring customers, you then start to attract the wrong kinds of people where even if you do make a sale, they're not necessarily the people that you want to be working with. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. Yeah, I saw this so much when I had a clinical practice. We made a very strategic decision to not discount our professional services ever. And I know a lot of other professionals that did. And I think that we stood out because there is this perceived value that it's this much money and not that much money. And I think it's a really important thing to consider. Like, who are the people that you want to work with long term? And if you wanted to attract and keep those, you know, thousand raving fans that are going to follow you throughout your business lifetime, You don't want the bargain shoppers. You want the people who are going to love and adore you and trust you that whatever you put out is good work and good quality and is exactly what they need to solve their pain. And the next time you launch a live event or a new course or a new offering of whatever sort, they're eating it up because it's you and they trust you. And at some point, price doesn't really matter. It's because they they adore you so much and they're such devoted followers of your work that they will buy anything. That's what you're aiming for. And you're never going to get there if you continue to discount. Try to imagine the release of the iPhone 15, because this is the future. Every time there's a new Apple product released, I feel like there are these lines out the door all night in front of the Apple stores. Like that's the kind of product you want to be. You want to be the kind of person or the kind of business where there's a line out the door when you're releasing something new where people cannot wait to get their hands on it. That is almost never a brand or a business that is out to sell the cheapest thing. So that's just, you know, that's just par for the course. I will also say that many of you who have brick and mortar businesses that you've run or worked in in the past have experienced these wrong clients when you have offered a Groupon or a Living Social or any of those 
kinds of discounts. So we all know that that attracts the wrong people. We talk again about that in the episode. Cheap. Yeah. Those are not your people. Terrible. So reason four that we think you shouldn't discount your program's products and services is because it tarnishes your own brand. The race to the bottom, which was point two, has to do with the economic and societal implications of everyone charging lower and lower prices. But point four here, where we're talking about your brand is sacred. It should be sacred to you. And you don't want to do anything that's going to cheapen it, make it look like something you don't want it to look like, or create a public perception about your brand that is not what you were intending to do. And if you're offering 75% off sales, I mean, we all know what that looks like, right? Like that, I I mean, (laughs) that's not something any of us want to be. We don't want that. That's not what we're in the business to do. Okay, so now that we've come up with these four reasons why we don't think you should discount your offerings, what should you do instead, Sandy? We want you to differentiate yourself and instead of discounting and being like everyone else, ask yourself what you can do to make yourself stand out and be different and be noticeable compared to anyone else in your market. So point one for how to differentiate yourself is to tell your story. And again, we have a full episode on essence. If you want to think about uh, why that's so important or, or learn more about why that's so important, how do you take what you do and distill it and turn it into a public message? And quite often that has to do with the founder's story, which we talked about in that episode. The second way that you can differentiate yourself as a brand publicly and to differentiate your products, programs, and services is to create unique offerings in your niche. Look at what seems to be doing well or, and what you have a gift for teaching and sharing and building. And then think about how you can put your own spin on it. What is missing? Like what, what are people complaining about those existing products that you could do differently and make even a better product or a more tailored niche product? Yeah, I was just going to say, or niche down. Like can you make whatever you're teaching, really specific to a very small targeted audience. That's another way to really stand out. So neither of us are into this whole idea of selling things on Amazon. (laughs) This is like a whole subculture of entrepreneurs, some of whom we know and love, who started out in business at the same time as us. And one of the tips that they teach or the the techniques that those folks use to decide what they're going to sell on Amazon is to go onto Amazon. They have some algorithm for figuring out like, what's hot, but then they read reviews of existing products that they're thinking of creating. And they really get ideas for how to create a better version of that product. And I think there's a lot to be said for reading customer reviews. So sometimes it's hard with digital products to to find customer reviews. It's worth doing. You can go on sites like Quora or go on sites like Reddit, Google's your best friend here and just start to see what other people are, are you know, saying. Usually the only testimonials you're going to find for online courses are those from people who had success stories, just, just to be clear. But, you know, start to see is there something similar that's maybe something you could take a lesson from in a, in a review that you can find publicly. Okay, and then strategy three for differentiating your brand has to do with bundling. So Sandy, this was your idea to throw this in here. And I think it's a it's a great idea and, and something that almost everyone can benefit from. Yeah, I think instead of if you're if you're looking to increase your sales, instead of taking away money, decreasing your your price, keep the price the same. But what could you add to it to make it so much more tempting to those people who are kind of waffling, should I or shouldn't I? And typically, it can involve a little bit more time. But in the beginning, that's what you have. So can you do some one-on-one coaching? Can you do some group coaching? Can you add a community component to it? Um, Are there other 
courses or other content of some description that you have that you've used in the past that makes sense in this situation that you could add to this particular product that you're tempted to discount. So what do you have that you could bundle together? And so if we could use ourselves as an example, we have never, ever, ever discounted Namastream software. But what we have done in certain launches throughout the year is bundled our course and some strategy uh, calls with us together to make a really valuable package, much more valuable than just simply purchasing the software. So think of that in your world. What do you know? What can you do? What do you have that you could bundle for this product that you're trying to sell? I love bundling. I'm a huge fan of it. It's kind of fun. And we added physical products one time, right? That was a really fun yet painful thing to do. Yeah, we do that with our inner circle launch. It's like a painful few days for me when I'm like filling out customs forms. But it's fun choosing what to send people. It is so fun. It's really fun to play Oprah for a day. Like that's a really fun game to play. Even if it's not your time or you don't have another digital product that you can sell, you can do what Sandy just said. Like you can package it with something that you can physically buy. Early on with Namastream, I did an offer where I was selling the software and if someone bought an annual plan, I would actually buy them the camcorder that we recommended at the time. So it can be something that just goes along with what you're selling. Maybe they get, you know, a package of journals or like nutrition products or I know many of you sell essential oils or you're an affiliate for a different nutrition company. Like my brain would go, well, they can just go on Amazon and buy that. But that's not the point. It's that somebody has packaged it together decided what it should be. And it matches with whatever they're else they're buying or doing or learning. So um, it's we had so much feedback from sending those physical products all around the world. I think everyone should consider doing that. You know, if you have something that's only a standalone product and you don't have another digital option to package it with, then think about something physical. But yeah, bundling. Bundling is the way to go. I think that's the easiest thing you can do. Tell your story. Have everything that you sell be meaningful and you won't need to discount. No discounting. All right, folks, we will see you next Monday for a full episode. Have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Soulful.